Alright, Emily. Onward and upward to Act 3 of January Zone. You know, we never workshopped that stage title. Eh, it was a pretty standard first stage situation. Didn't really have that much of a theme to define it. Any better than just January. I guess we'll have to see what February's theme is. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we gotta finish this one first. So here we go, back to the overworld. Ah, oh, we're back at the bar. Nice. We get to finish things off with some more patron recommendations. Oh, hold on. The manual says this is an abridged act, though, so we'll be playing fewer tracks than usual. You and the manuals. I know, I can't help it. Well, enough preparation. Time to go right and fight. Or sit and play tunes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the VGM Jukebox. I'm Emily. And I'm Josh. Each week we play tunes recommended by you, our patrons, and we also read your testimonials. Yes. So let's do it. Our first track comes to us from Electric Boogaloo. The game is Govelius Valley of Doom. Track is Overworld 5, composed by Masatomo Miyamoto, Takeshi Santo, Shinkun, and Pazu. And this is for the Sega Master System. Get ready for that sugar crystal cookie coating. ago, I bought an aftermarket PowerBase converter online. For those not in the know, a PowerBase converter is a pin adapter for the Sega Genesis that allows Master System games to be played on it. One of the first Master System games that I bought was Compile's action RPG Golvelius Valley of Doom. Its gameplay similarities with the early Legend of Zelda games, along with a fantastic soundtrack, made me want to go out and buy it. One of the more fascinating aspects of Golvelius is that it has three different playstyles. A side-scrolling dungeon, a top-down overworld, and a vertical scrolling cave section. The basic story is as follows. The monster Golvelius kidnaps Rena, the princess of the Allied Kingdom. The nomadic warrior Kelesis goes into the depths of the shadows to face Golvelius and his seven demon minions in order to save Rena. It's a tough game to run through, I myself haven't gotten very far in it, but if you love action RPGs like The Legend of Zelda, give Golvelius for Master System a shot. Mm, 
and I'll take this shot of Master System deliciousness straight to the vein. The main <laughs> vein. You melted the sugar down a little bit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what my uh, my bag is. What are those called? Instead of, instead of a saline solution that they hook up to my veins, it's a sugar crystal solution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and this is exactly what that is. It's made of Master System music. Man, what a great sound. What a great track. And, really uh, good Master System track, for sure. I'm sure this game rules, also. We have heard from it once before. Way, 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 way back in the day. Episode 11, Medieval Times. Mm. What was That was December 11th, 2015. That was more than two years ago. Wow. And now Golvelius is back. Thank you for coming back. Also, I just made up a lot of the pronunciations of the names up on the fly. And at one point, I was kind of going with a different model of pronunciation, and I took it back to try to make it consistent. To co- from Kalesis to Kalesis, or something like that? Rena and Go- Rena? Govelius, Rena. So I went with... a. I went with Rena. Then I felt like I had to go with Alide. Actually, it should be a Alade. Yeah. I said Alide because I read it in the German way. I but think, really, if I'm going with Japanese pronunciation, Rena, Alade, Kelesis, or Kelesis. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I was a little confused because I thought you were talking about an Allied kingdom, but you just oh, yeah. said it a little weird or something. But yeah. no, it's Alade. I was going with German pronunciation. Laid. You know cool. what um, this track kind of reminds me of? Just the fact that we have a sugar crystal tip at all was kind of uh, maybe a... Oh man, it's hard for me to think of words while this music is playing so loud. Hold on, let me turn it down. <laughs> turn it down. <laughs> it's sort of a symptom of 2017, which is us working our butts off to get this show out every week. Yep. And kind of feeling a little at the end of end of it um, with everything I was doing, not just this show. But um, <clears throat> I just wanted to say I was in Palm Springs over my break and we went to an actual place called Spa Zone. Yes. And it's a place with a bunch of spas connected to like the springs in Palm Springs, which are these mineral waters very hot mineral waters but um i'm thinking hopefully just 2018 in general will be the spa zone well actually we have a lot of different zones already. we do have a lot of different we have zones. 12 zones <laughs> but can it be like the spa game like, oh yeah spa like we're, we're playing the spa the vgm jukebox yeah um three Revenge of the Spa. Yeah, Revenge of Spa. Revenge of Spa, yeah. And maybe we can do another Spa Zone. Also, yeah, we could for the uh, for the fourth week or something like that. Yeah, we could just go nuts. We can just uh, drench ourselves in all of this. So I'm putting it out there a little bit. Putting what out there a little bit? Uh, send us some recommendations for Spa Zone Part 2. Spa Zone Part 1 was so popular anyways. We should do oh, it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, patrons, send us some more spa tracks. Spa Zone Act 2, I should say. Yeah. And just let us know that this is for Spa Zone Act 2. We might uh, just make it a, a mixtape and slot it in on one of our fourth weeks or something like that. Just make sure everybody feels good. It's going to have to be like the way we now have the narrative set up. Uh-huh. The next Spa Zone is going to have to be like a bonus round. Because if it's really a zone, it's going to be all month. Oh, right, right. Good And we'd point. have to do an entire month of spa, <laughs> which could be cool. But yeah, I mean, Spas are to, bonus rounds to life, though, aren't That they? is true. Yeah. That is very true. Um, but to go back to what you were saying about our just kind of being spent with all the work we were doing, we've talked about it on a bunch of other episodes leading up to this, but we've got some new workflows, we've got some new ideas, and just um, we're kind of like, we're like trimming trimming the hedges we are cutting down some of the bushes around hyrule castle or around our dungeon to try to neaten things up a little bit and make it a little bit easier so hopefully we can put more energy into the project instead of just you know trying to push it out as fast as possible yeah and you know uh, a lot of our best ideas came from a time when we were a little bit had a little bit less pressure on us, although it took that pressure to actually execute it. You know, things like, I was remembering the other day uh, that Capcom Girls was like a commercial we put into the hold episode. Yes. And then it like came true or something like that. And that came a lot, you know, there was a lot of pressure to make that come true, but it took that kind of relaxed atmosphere of having the hold zone back in the day yeah. That kind of allowed us to flourish and create uh, just goofiness. Hey, speaking of Capcom girls, congratulations. Hey, congratulations to you, too, for helping me with that. Congratulations on your frustrations. It's great. I, I think did. it brought a lot of smiles to people's faces. I hope so, yeah. No, I should take some credit for it because I, like, wrote it down. There's a... Oh, yeah. By the way, you're welcome, world, but I am also sorry. My you're welcome comes with an I'm sorry because if you pay close attention, there are some kind of, like, plot holes. Uh, so that's true of anything, though. Yeah, I guess that's the case with most things, and... I feel like it's a little bit more legit because there is a plot hole in some ways. Right. That it got complicated enough that there could be a gap. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right up there with Star Wars and just having plot holes wise. Yeah. 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 Totally. But yeah, this track is getting us started off right. Thanks, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, of course is in the uh, the office at the bar right behind us. Oh, yeah. Diligently working on composer information. So thanks, Electric Boogaloo, for all that you do. And also, um, I shouldn't... I would be remiss to not say thank you to everybody involved in the Capcom Girls project. Uh, yes. That was a joke a little bit for me to go accept my award and say you're welcome to everybody. I just watched the Golden Globes last night, and uh, that would have been hilarious if somebody did it, but nobody did do that. Maybe James Franco sort of did. Like, in uh, 
he conveyed it with his sort of posture, you know what I mean? What are we talking about exactly? Oh. oh. Conveying what? You're welcome. Oh, I see. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm great. Yeah, yeah. I totally, yeah. Thank you for acknowledging what I've always known. Good yeah, night. yeah. <laughs> And we also want to thank our next track recommender and say, you're welcome, because now we're going to play it. And also, what's the other thing we do? Read read your testimonials? No, we say thank you, you're welcome, and sorry. Oh, yeah. Also, sorry. <laughs> that, um, you know, who knows? Maybe when I mix this episode, the bass isn't going to be as high as you want it to be. Who knows? Who knows what I'm sorry for? But this was recommended by Rob Nichols. What's up, Rob? Hey, Rob. Daytona USA 2. The track is Slingshot. The composer is Takenobu Mitsuyoshi, Fumio Ito, Ryochi Hasegawa. She does the lyrics. This is from The Arcade. Let's take a listen. Ryochi is a man's name.
Okay. Rob Nichols. Of Rhythm and Pixels. Right. When I think of Daytona USA and the arcade, this is always the song that first comes to my mind. I used to work in an arcade that had six of these games in enormous sit-down cabinets, and I put in many hours attempting to perfect every track. When you start the game up, it allows you to select the music for the stage. And we discovered that if you hold the start button when the game loaded, you get the Japanese versions of all the songs. <sighs> the default music was in English, but it's really cool to be able to change up the music whenever you wanted to change. The song makes me feel good. I hope you enjoy it too. Yes, I did. And I really appreciated the lyrics by one Ryochi, Ryoichi Hasegawa. I think I incorrectly said she did the lyrics before we played the song, but he's a man. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, sometimes even I, a Japanman, <laughs> confused the uh, gender on some Japanese names, so sorry about that. I, I think Ryoichi really likes singing in English, huh? Because he's like, yes. Daytona wasn't hard enough for me. I'm going to write all the lyrics. Yeah. Well, did isn't... Is he the one singing? It has it. Or is it Takenobu Mitsuyoshi singing? Oh, is it Takenobu Mitsuyoshi singing? You're right. I'm getting them confused. But still... All right. So along those lines, though, Takenobu Mitsuyoshi was like, you know what? Daytona's not hard enough. I'm gonna <laughs> hire a guy to write English lyrics that I'm gonna sing. Yeah. I hope I have this right. I hope it is Takanobu who's uh, Mitsuyoshi-san, but... I love the song. I also like it's that Rob Nichols is basically a video game wizard oh, and is. figured out hidden secrets in arcade cabinets. I think Rob Nichols, look, I don't want to say this because it's embarrassing, but I think he's one of the best gamers I've ever played against or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah? I think he might be. Are we going back to the golf showdown of 2017? I mean, he just like picks up a game that I've been playing for a month and then he'll just beat me at it. I think Have you guys good. been playing more together? Um, oh, we also played, uh, what's it called? Puzzle Fighter. The mobile Puzzle Fighter game. Oh, nice. Once in a while, he'll drop in right when I think I'm great, doing great. <laughs> and he'll just drop in and beat me real quick and be like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'll say this about Rob Nichols. I had a conversation with Purnell about Rob, where mm. Purnell said that Rob was the kind of guy who just decides to do something and does it. Purnell said that one day Rob woke up and said, you know what? I'm going to train for a marathon. And he did. Mm. You know? Yeah. So I think you might be onto something there. Mm -mm. Anyways, uh, yeah, I bet you he got really good at this game. I wonder if they got to play for free or something. I like was that thinking that. Hours. I was going to say, I hope that you guys, you know, as employees of the mall, although... My husband once worked in a mall, and the mall establishment had no love for the employees, really. So I don't know if... I guess it would have to be if you have a relationship with the arcade owner. Maybe the arcade owner 
gave them some free yeah he free was letting passes. them mess around with the settings so yeah <laughs> maybe that's what did it maybe um, rob was like hey we discovered something if you uh if you hold down the start button while this loads you get the japanese versions of the songs the arcade owner was like you play for free <laughs> from now on yeah Great song. <laughs> I can't I can't stop smiling. <laughs> I love that little piano at the end. Yeah. And that like guitar. Well do you feel like you're this is the part of a spa world? The Daytona two track? Yeah. Is that part of my spa? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think about what my spa is. Possibly. It's a different kind of spa. Well, not every room is for you, but, you know, there's a lot of options in the spa to make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a, there's a racetrack portion. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like a racetrack, but the car smells really good on the inside. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to spa-ify it in some way, trying to merge the two, the classic spa, you know, like, you know, do you get in and it's a bathtub? I don't know. Well, it's a sound spa. Our show is a sound spa. A sound spa. Yeah. 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 I don't think we always achieve like the top levels of spa. You know, we're not always like the most expensive spa you can go to. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But we serve that purpose. Yeah. Well, actually, I think the next track might be kind of spa-like, depending on how it's done. This is interesting. This comes to us from Octorox, and the game is Metroid Samus Returns. Okay. This is the recent Nintendo remake of Metroid Return of Samus, which is different from the fan remake, another remake of Metroid 2, which came out. And the track that they recommended from this official release is Surface of SR388, composer Ryoji Yoshitomi, and arranged for this game by Daisuke Matsuoka for the Nintendo 3DS. We'll get into it in the testimonial because there's a lot to say about this, but let's have a listen for now.
I really wanted to let Octorox say this. So Octorox says, Since you've listened to the original Game Boy track and the fan remake on the show, I thought it might be interesting to compare with the official Nintendo-approved remix. I like this track, but personally I feel that both this and the AM2R version lose something from the original. They both sacrifice upbeat charm for the sake of feeling more in line with the rest of the franchise's musical style. What do you think? What do yeah. you think? Yeah. What do I think? You're the Metroid. What do I think? You're the Metroid Slayer on this the show. Metro- <laughs> You're just the, a genocidal, you know, race warrior. The the reluctant genocidal race warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So we've now, as Octorok said, we've listened to this song three times. Three different iterations, the original, the fan remake, and now the Nintendo remake. Mm. So what do I think? I think my favorite part of this version of the song is actually all the stuff going on in the background. Mm. And I feel like the melody doesn't quite... It feels just sort of layered on top in a way that doesn't... I don't know. It's missing a, a drive, which I think is what Octorox was getting at. But all the little incidental weird like juddery noises that are going on in the background i really love that Mm. um i feel like it's really hard to top the original honestly but he's right the original doesn't sound like the ambient creepy weird stuff that kind of has become the defined sound of the franchise i really did like the am2r version though so i think if i had to rank them i would say original am2r and then this one as the mm. third but such a great melody so it's, you can't do it wrong you know right right <laughs> do you have thoughts not really it's good but I do of course I'm going to prefer the Game Boy version but this version does have a lot more space I don't totally remember the AM2R version uh, to compare it mentally to this one so i don't know how i'd feel about those two against each other the Um, remake was like much more relaxed and had a a sense of awe to it that's why mm. i kind of thought we were getting into spa zone because i thought it might be more ambient and loose but there's a little bit of menace in here for sure Mm. or urgency of some kind um so new metroid games coming out right or did it come out already? This game already came out. Oh, not this game, but I mean it. One for the Switch. Oh, is there? I don't know. <laughs> Get all your latest gaming news on the VGM <laughs> Jukebox. I don't know any of this stuff. You're I asking all, the wrong person. I read all the headlines that get to the top of my YouTube page. Ah, that if they make it to the scrolling bar on YouTube, then I know about it. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not sure. I think probably, but I really was just going to ask you, uh, did you see any good movies this year? Did I see any good movies this year that actually came out this year? Yeah, ones that actually came out. I don't know that I have seen a movie that came out this year. Did you see the Golden Globes last night? No. It was insane. Oh, yeah? It Please was, tell me about it. It was totally insane. Create for me what I missed. <clears throat> so, 
in a way that I'm sure not everybody appreciates. It became very much about um, the men, the fact that so many men are being called out for sexual harassment. Oh, sure. And a empower uh, an empowerment of women working in Hollywood thing. So much so that it seemed like whenever somebody didn't talk about it, it felt weird in a, in a certain way. Um, you mean like acknowledging it in their speech or something? Yeah. And everything, everything felt subtextually about it, even if it wasn't actually about it, because so much of, of was about it. Yeah. Um, Oprah came up and gave like this crazy awesome talk. She just sounded like the person you want to be listening to in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> when Natalie Portman announced the nominees for Director of the Year, she goes, and the all-male nominees are. Oh. That's what she said. <clears throat> and uh, it was insane. Wow. It, it was crazy. And there's a couple weird... This is one of the weird things that I would have been thinking about if it didn't become so much of a night about women, which definitely overtook the event. But there were also like weirdnesses in the event that I was interested in, such as the fact that two of the people who they made movies about this year um, were actually at the Golden Globes, but they're people who are kind of infamous more than famous. For example, Tanya Harding was there and uh, Tommy Wiseau, who the disaster artist was made about, which is, he's like this director of this terrible movie called The Room. And then James Franco oh, uh -huh. <clears throat> made a movie about him. And then Tommy Wiseau is right there. And it's, and he's there in such a weird way where they're acknowledging that he made this terrible movie and that in a certain way he doesn't belong. You know, and um, yeah. Tommy Wiseau went up to the stage when James Franco won the award for best actor, which probably shouldn't have happened, in my opinion. But, I, anyways, but Tommy Wiseau was going to say something into the mic, and James Franco just like arm blocked him in the chest so that he wouldn't get to the mic. He's like, yo, 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 wait. And then he just kept talking and giving his thanks. Then they played the music, and Tommy Wiseau looked pretty confused about how to get back to his seat after that. It was weird. Wow. It was weird to me because they were setting up like this subclass of people there mm. in a weird way. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... To tie it in, Samus is an empowered woman. Mm-hmm. She finally got an official remake, which I know the fans have been waiting for for a long time. Metroid, I think, sort of dropped off of Nintendo's radar, from what I hear. I get my gaming news from, like, incidental conversations with people that I know, so... Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the one to ask about anything new that's going on. You know, speaking of the Nintendo Switch, I was mm. going to maybe get a Switch for Christmas. Yes, I remember this. 
I actually decided against it. Did you go with the Game Boy Advance games instead? Yeah. Cool! I'm just gonna buy myself old games freely throughout the year for my DS. I feel like you cannot lose. Either I... choice that you made was going to be great. Yeah. So my first game that I bought was Minish Cap. Minish Cap. Minish it's Cap. Called. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you've been playing it? No, I haven't got it yet. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to receive it in the mail. Oh, it's not even there yet. Cool. Yeah. You're eagerly anticipating it. And I sent a few things out in the mail recently, mm -hmm. which is uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, which is that uh, my golf karaoke CD exists now. I sent one out to the messenger who earned it through his Patreon contributions and one to Brent Weinbach who just kind of inspired the whole thing in general, I suppose. As a gift to the altar of VGM. And also he's one of the few people I know who I think still listens to CDs. So send it to him. Yeah. Uh, people don't listen to CDs anymore at all? I don't I guess know. They all they all use MP3s. I have a CD player in my car that I sometimes use and it's fun for road trips. But in my home, I don't anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, we, I think we talked about, we either talked about this on the show or just personally once about how weird it was that the CD was going to become the obsolete media. Yeah. And that you know? re records were going to stay. Yeah, records are going to stay and then digital is going to stay. But CD, the one that I really thought was going to have staying power, gone. CDs are extremely not forever though i mean they were touted as this sort of like uh thing that was always going to stay good while your records would get scratchy and crusty but if you find an old cd and it plays perfectly that's actually pretty amazing is it mine all still work well you never... even the ones i burned from the computer no you're a magical person <laughs> There's a field around yeah. all of my belongings, including my my floppy disks for my Apple II, which have also never failed. So I would believe you. Well, think about the. I know. I mean, some sometimes they're just minor scratches or pieces of dust or something that went wrong. But one time I uh, was on a camping trip, and I took my s bundle of CDs out of my car upside down. They all fell into the dirt. And none of them ever played again. Oh, no. <laughs> That's very sad. But it doesn't matter now. So luckily, right, it has right. is, is turned out all right in the future for you in that they are no longer necessary. I got some games for the holidays, but I'm going to save that for another track, maybe. What do you think? Perhaps this next track that we're about to play. Recommended to us by Bogus Meat Factory. The game is Albert Odyssey, Legend of Eldian. The track is Mysterioso, aka Overworld Theme, composed by Naoki Kodaka, our girl. For the Sega Saturn, let's take a listen.
bogus meat factory says. Very few traditional Japanese RPGs kept my attention as a child. While we had the classics, I would pass over them after minutes of playing for the more immediate gratification of a game like Sonic the Hedgehog. Albert Odyssey was the very first Japanese RPG that swept me up, if not only because of its soundtrack. With its unique and varying instruments, like the oboe featured in the title, there seems to be a great sense of fantasy and adventure that could only be conveyed with the depth of these instrumentals and their arrangement. To this day, I treasure my copy of Albert Odyssey, and I'm thrilled to know that the soundtrack is completely listenable on the game CD itself. Enjoy! Ooh, I felt myself becoming Bogus Meat Factory in that reading. Did you? <laughs> yeah, did you? F- he has a, you know, a cadence that comes through in his writing. Yep. But we should stop talking about that in case he submits audio and then none of what I said will have made any sense. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I do have some things to say about this song right away. Sure. There are like three or four Final Fantasy songs in this song. I swear to you, Final Fantasy VI. There are three different songs, three different licks in here that it makes me feel like this entire track was written to be an homage. Oh. There's um I'm gonna have to pause it to, to sing it, but there's um a song that goes ba da 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 ba da 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 that's in there. The haunted train is in there, and then there's this ba da da slide that is in so many of um of those tunes. I just feel like this has to be Naoki Kodaka was this was a love letter. Mm. That's my thought. To Nobuo Uematsu. Yes. Mm. I like that idea. And I know we have a lot of uh, patrons who are in the Final Fantasy school. If you guys want to do some studying and uh, let us know if you agree or vehemently disagree with my uh, my assessment, because I am not one of your students. <laughs> I'm hearing it, actually. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing it. I'm just saying I'm not the expert, so I want the experts to, to weigh in on that. But I I swear to you, all specifically from Final Fantasy VI, it'd be interesting to see where this game lines up in, in time against that, but it would have to be later because it's Sega Saturn. Anyway, mm. I'm just fascinated by that, and I'm sort of one-track-minding it, but I'm going to um, try to let it go for the moment. I have been like kind of thinking about the possibility of of uh, video game music composers thinking about each other as they write a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking of uh, making that a theme of Capcom Girls Episode 2. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, nice. So, like, well, you know, Junko listening to Harumi and kind of trying to... Yeah. Also, I found out recently that Tim Fallen completed... The Amiga soundtrack that for Ghouls and Ghosts. I think it was Amiga or Commodore. It was one of the computers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he not only did Tamayo's music, but he also like added his own special tracks. And I like the idea that she some somehow heard them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll never know exactly how much they influenced each other, but. 
if uh, the podcasting world is any guide, I feel like we're always kind of influencing each other all the time. I feel like sometimes when I imagine the little VGM podcast consortium, I sort of imagine us as all different aliens on the Enterprise at our different stations, doing our different things, heading off into the galaxy, but checking in with each other and kind of helping each other out. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's what they were all doing. Maybe they were all on their own VGM, VGM Enterprise, mm-hmm. something like that. Anyway, inane ramblings. That's a cool games. Yeah, no, I like I like what you're saying there. I like what you're throwing down. Games, games, <laughs> games. So games I got for the holidays. I'm very excited about. I got a translated reproduction cart of Clock Tower for the Super Nintendo that was never released in English. Oh. So I have a copy that is in English, and I'm so excited. Um, Jeremy and I are going to sit down and, and play it and hopefully film ourselves playing it and freaking out because um, I don't know if you've played horror games with other people, but sometimes you get a partner who like really holds it down with you and you can kind of really develop nerves of steel. And then sometimes you've got a friend and the two of you just kind of feed off of each other's anxiety. <laughs> mm. Jeremy and I definitely feed off of each other's anxiety in a funny way. We're not trying to freak each other out. But, you know, a typical conversation would be like, what is that? I don't know. Well, what's it going to do? I still don't know. You know, and it just it yeah. get, goes on from there. Sometimes the scary thing is that it's scaring somebody else. In <laughs> yeah, a way exactly. That you, you weren't really, yeah. What up. do you mean you don't know what to do? I don't know what to do. What do you think I should do? Yeah. Uh, so I'm very, very excited about that because I've been fascinated with that game since I heard the soundtrack uh, or possibly even just mention of it on the Legacy Music Hour, so I'm very excited to actually play it. And the soundtrack is so good, so that's going to be really fun. And then I also got, uh, my husband bought me No Man's Sky for the PlayStation 4. So we've heard a track from that, and I've been, I was convinced that I should play this game, and uh, he bought it for me. So I'm going to be exploring planets and possibly, uh, you know, playing more tracks in our little dungeon episodes and writing beautiful testimonials to rival that of our <laughs> listeners. Maybe. I don't know if I can write that kind of poetry, but I'm very excited about that, so. Yeah. And uh, No Man's Sky reminds me, by the way, there's a similarity between uh, that game and it reminds me a little bit of uh, Starbound, mm-hmm. which is that I guess they're randomized worlds in Starbound. To a certain oh, neat, degree. yeah. And once you get the capability, you can, like, just put in random coordinates and arrive at a world you've never seen or know anything about. So Nice, nice, uh, nice, nice. So you're going to have access to both of those experiences soon. You're going to be a little world traveler, and I guess you can decide whether you prefer 2D or 3D. <sighs> I can't wait. But, I cannot wait to travel through these these infinite worlds in my, in my mind. My mind the- shall become a galaxy. Yeah. By the way, I do want to thank Sparadin again for that game because it puts me to the test in a different way. First of all, it's always nice to be playing a game that's supposed to be a game and not like a series of microtransactions. Yep. I feel, you know, I was talking about playing um, Puzzle Fighter and it's a great, fun experience, but I feel a constant 
lure of the microtransaction with that game, you know? So it's nice to just be playing something that's set up to be a complete experience and uh, spared and you're helping me feel whole again. <laughs> nice. It's like reading a book. Yeah, yeah, I know way. exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about because that's the feeling I'm always striving for. Mm. I'm, I should be striving for it much harder than I do because I let myself do the uh, instant rewards situation pretty, pretty often. But that world is set up to reward microtransactions that I'll never give. So I'm always like a little unsatisfied. I mean, yeah, not yeah. just, yeah. I mean, with gaming, but also just with uh, the media that I consume and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. For example, reading articles on LA Times, it's always like, hey, do you want to give us money, by the way? You're going to read this much. Yeah. By contrast, I get an actual newspaper. That's because you're a wonderful human being. <laughs> no, 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 no. That likes to kill trees. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, that... It, the reason why I try to... I don't know what word we want to use for the kind of packaged experience that you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's called... Um, uh, <laughs> depth feel. No, depth I don't feel, know. okay. I don't know what it's called. Boundary feel? Mm. Like, boundary feel? Or envelope feel? Bubble feel? Ooh. Something like that. Ooh, bubble feel. Bubble feel. But I'm always going for the, the bubble feel only because the kind of unmooredness of the other mode just doesn't work with my brain. I get very stressed out and I mm. feel like I'm pulled in too many directions or like I'm butter st st stretched over too much bread or something like that. Yeah. I mean... You're a different person from others, but others still experience that. They just might like it, you know? Right, exactly. That's what Which I mean. Is, and other people can handle it, you know? And I just get, boom, I get too... I don't think anybody can actually handle it. Oh, you don't? No. Not really. I mean, I think we're, we all suffer, we all suffer somewhat from it. I mean, I think we can enjoy it and we can navigate it, but there's no escaping its influence. Right. You know, um, I just I just thought I had a very low threshold for bombardment basically. There's uh have you ever read the Watchmen comics? Uh no, but I know of them. The main villain in well actually I just kind of gave away a spoiler. One of the characters in that comic <laughs> watches like um all the channels at once, all the TV channels at once. And because he's like so smart or something. Yeah. And by doing that, he can tell like if there's going to be a war or, um, you know, like what's really going on, but only by absorbing all the information at once. But it feels like we're all now some version of that, but also a version of it that we design for ourselves. So yeah. mm -hmm. it's not like I'm really absorbing a wide spectrum of influences it's just like i have all these tvs in my room and they're all tuned to star wars you know what i mean right right just like yeah people talking about star wars <laughs> different <laughs> you know uh episodes of star wars or whatever yeah so 
I would I, love to. I would love to doctor a uh, an image of the Shredder looking at all those TVs in the first Ninja Turtles movie and just put different Star Wars things on them in like the back of your head. Oh yeah, yeah. In your little pink chair. That's what we should do. Take a picture of you from behind, sitting in that chair. Actually, stick you in that scene. I would like to set up a million TVs in your room, just tuned to different Ninja Turtles things. <laughs> it would kill me, but I would die with a smile. <laughs> I have to throw a knife at one of the monitors. Ruined a perfectly good TV, but I guess he didn't need them all anyway. Well, you know what else makes me smile? I don't. Our track recommenders. Oh yeah, those. For for this episode. Mm -hmm. We would like to thank Electric Boogaloo, Rob Nichols of Rhythm and Pixels Podcast, Octorox, and Bogus Meat Factory for submitting these tracks to us on this abbreviated episode and also of course thanks to electric boogaloo back in the office for vetting our composer information yeah nice visor because <laughs> he looks like an accountant for some yeah, reason yeah exactly and everyone else who has written in and submitted suggestions keep them coming Go to our website, thevgmjukebox.com, click the Suggest a Track button, or go to the submit.thevgmjukebox.com to send your recommendation in our direction. Send us an email at insertcoin at thevgmjukebox.com, or send us snail mail at the VGM Jukebox, P.O. Box 26959, Los Angeles, California, 90026. By the way, whether you're sending us a recommendation via mail, or email, or on the website, we're looking for Spa Zone Part 2, or... Yeah, spa bonus stage part two. Yes. So again, tracks that feel good on your body. Yes. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at VGMJB. Uh, and if you want to follow us individually, you can find Josh at Josh Adachi again. And you can find me at Keycliff. By the way, one more thing I forgot to mention, but um, at the spa, they like play music, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, you should probably buy better speakers, you know? Like the best oh. speakers you can buy. They just kind of yeah. play them out of like little single... They're better than they used to be, I guess. Those little single speaker things. Anyways. Yeah. But nothing like this show right, right in your ears, which you can subscribe to on iTunes or any podcatcher. And please remember to rate and review us at the iTunes store. That segue was beautiful. I'm like savoring that right now. Join the group on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash the VGM jukebox. And be sure to check out the bulletin board at the end of the episode to see what projects your fellow patrons are up to. I don't know how long we're running JT's karaoke lounge, but of course you all know JT is now also um, a staff member here employed in the corner, um, keeping up our, our karaoke, our VGM karaoke corner. Who should host so VGM karaoke night? Yeah. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I don't either. <laughs> Another <laughs> JT. format that we'll have to brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, it's fan- It's so fantastic that JT's doing that. It's filling up now. I've seen tracks from people who originally submitted to the Legacy Music Hour. Mm. So it's all a big happy family. And thank you, JT, so much for doing that. We cannot thank you enough. I go there. Yeah. I just listen. It's so good, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little spa on the internet. For your brain. Yeah. It's yeah. a spa on the corner of the bar. <laughs> sort of. I mean, you know, it's a little little grimy, but you feel it. Next week, we're getting a dissertation, right? Yes, we are. Yep. So cool. 
so um, be ready for that next month. You're on the uh, the thesis. What's it called? The approval board. All you patrons out there. Right. So you gotta let um, gotta let them know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. How you feel about their dissertation next week, and we'll be back next month. In, in a, a new, new zone. zone. Yep. yep. Jinx. All right, everybody. Well, enjoy. <laughs> I couldn't I not jinx you right there. Emily, Emily, Emily. It all well, it came out synced on your end, probably, but oh, on I my see. end, not so much. It was soup. Soup synced. Soup synced. Yeah. <laughs> jinx. That was synced on my end. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, enjoy the dissertation. Next week, uh, show up. You know, there will be some finger foods and things. And um, we'll see you next month. And remember, you all mean so much to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listeners, users, and patrons, this is JT, aka Jungle Toad, aka Jungle Plus any vegan food that starts with the letter T. I'm here with Hakama. Hello, Hakama. Hakama and I are proud to announce the BGM Karaoke Lounge. Are you tired of having to scrub back and rewind podcast episodes to hear your favorite BGM karaoke's again? Are you a BGM karaoke superstar who wishes there was a place where your karaoke's could be properly admired and adored? Well, look no further than the BGM Karaoke Lounge. Perfect. Hakama and I have created a SoundCloud page where we are hosting BGM karaoke's from the BGM Jukebox and their dadcast, Legacy Music Hour. Come check us out at soundcloud.com slash BGM Karaoke Lounge. That's soundcloud.com slash BGM Karaoke Lounge. Right now, we're just getting started, but we're hoping to grow. But we need your support. If you've ever performed a BGM Karaoke on the BGM Jukebox or the Legacy Music Hour and would like your performance to be archived in our new BGM Karaoke Lounge, please email the MP3 to me along with any details you want uploaded with the track, such as track title, game, composer, lyrics, and episode you appeared on. Send your submissions to jungletoads at yahoo.com. That's jungletoads, plural, J-U-N-G-L-E-T-O-A-D-S, at yahoo.com. For those of you who just want to listen to the SoundCloud, again, that's soundcloud.com slash Lounge. And if you want your MP3s to be there, email me with description and images to jungletoads at yahoo.com. Thank you for your creative contributions. Your audience awaits. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodnight, Hakama. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.